Hello and welcome back to the Sneem Medic. So today we have episode 7 and 5 days to go till the exam. So we'll be going over 10 cases on medicine and surgery from past med today. Okay, so to begin we have case 1 with a 48-year-old male with long-standing history of dyspepsia and pain which starts several hours after eating. He was then diagnosed with a peptic ulcer. He is now presenting with brisk hematemesis with fresh red blood and the question is which artery is most likely responsible? The answer here is the gastroduodenal artery which travels behind the second part of the duodenum and is at risk of hemorrhage with duodenal ulcers in the posterior wall. Okay, so next for case two, we have a 33-year-old female presenting with weight loss and some non-specific symptoms. On examination, you find a lump on her neck and send an urgent referral to ENT. You also investigate with bloods which show a markedly raised calcitonin. The question is, which cancer is calcitonin a marker for? And your answer here would be medullary thyroid cancer. This originates from parafollicular cells which produce calcitonin and therefore is the only thyroid cancer to present with a raised calcitonin. Okay, so next for case 3, we have a 76-year-old male with a past medical history of diabetes and CKD. He presents with recurrent episodes of AF and you are about to start him on anticoagulant therapy. The question is, which novel anticoagulant do you prescribe? And the answer here would be apixaban. This is the preferred NOAC with renal impairment due to its minimal drug clearance through the kidneys. Another NOAC is dabigatran, but this mainly undergoes renal excretion. Therefore, we should avoid prescribing dabigatran in patients with renal impairment such as CKD. Okay, so for case 4, we have a 62-year-old male with a history of diabetes presenting with a heavy feeling in his chest for the last two hours. You do an ECG and find ST elevation in leads 2, 3 and AVF. The question is, what is the most likely diagnosis? And your answer here would be an inferior MI. This is due to ischemic changes in leads 2, 3 and AVF, which involve the right coronary artery. Okay, so next for case 5, we have a 45-year-old female with nephrotic syndrome who develops renal vein thrombosis. The question is, what changes in nephrotic syndrome predispose a patient to VTEs? And the answer here is a loss in antithrombin 3, loss in protein C and S, and a raised fibrinogen. These factors can contribute to predispose a patient to thrombosis. Okay, so the next three cases are based on TFTs, thyroid function tests. And for case 6, we have a 64-year-old male who was recently discharged from hospital for treatment of pneumonia. He is now presenting with a low TSH and low free T4. The question is, what is the most likely diagnosis? And your answer here would be sick euthyroid syndrome, which is quite common in hospital patients. Next, we have case 7 with 43-year-old female who has a tender goiter and a really low TSH with a raised free T4. The question is, what is the most likely diagnosis? And your answer here would be subacute de Quervain's thyroiditis. This is usually due to a viral infection such as mumps and therefore most cases are self-limiting. Patients can take aspirin and NSAIDs for analgesia and you can prescribe steroids for more severe cases. For case 8, we have a 34-year-old female presenting with palpitations and she is constantly feeling hot. On clinical examination, you find a non-tender goiter and her bloods show a really low TSH with a raised free T4. The question is, again, what is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer here would be Graves' disease. This is commonly diagnosed in women aged 20 to 50 years old and the bloods should also show a raised ESR. 
Okay, so next for case 9, we have a 62-year-old male who has come in for a medication review and has not been able to see the doctor in two years. He is currently taking ilopurinol 200mg, candesartan 8mg, endapamide 2.5mg, omeprazole 20mg and a PRN salbutamol inhaler. You check his blood pressure a few times and have a result of 166 over 95 and the patient confirms that he is taking his medication nearly every day. Therefore, you suggest starting him on another antihypertensive to help lower the blood pressure. The question is, which antihypertensive should you add according to NICE guidelines? And the answer here is to add a calcium channel blocker for step 2 treatment. For step 3, you could use a thiazide-like diuretic. Okay, so the last case for today is case 10, where we have a 45-year-old male who presents with a productive cough and shortness of breath. He has a past medical history of COPD and has smoked 40 cigarettes a day since he was 20 years old. The question is, how many pack years is this? And the answer is 50. So this is because the patient started smoking at 20 and is now 45, which gives you 25 years. And he's been smoking 40 cigarettes a day for 25 years. One pack here is 20 cigarettes a day for one year, so therefore the calculation is 25 times 2, giving you the answer of 50 pack years. And that brings us to the end of today, so I hope this has been helpful and thank you for listening. Bye!